Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red after a nurse-running Saturday as Nottingham Forest beat Sheffield United 2-1 in the playoffs take a precious lead to the City Ground on Tuesday night as we hope the Reds make it through to Wembley and joining me to look ahead to that game and review all the drama of Saturday is former Reds midfielder and Sky Sports presenter David Prutton. Hello Prutts, how are you? I'm very well Matt, how's things your end my friend? What a cracking game we had at the weekend eh? Yes, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to terrified, I think I was yeah fully terrified by <laughs> by three o'clock. But I mean, it went yeah. I'm going to say it went as well as we could hope. Did it go as well as we could hope? I mean, how how did you see it? How's the tie set? Uh, I think the performance wise, I thought the way that they set up, I thought the bravery that was shown by the players, um, given the real mixture of experience and youth that Forest have. It was a real joy to behold, I thought. Lots of chances, lots and lots of chances created, which weren't um, what you call, I don't know, half chances or kind of um, ones that they couldn't do any better with. I mean, there could have been quite a hefty scoreline come the end of this game, uh, come the end of the first tie. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Two goals that they did score, particularly Brennan's, of course, such a well-taken goal. Um, means that from if from if you're from a, a forest persuasion, and Steve was right to emphasise this afterwards, because obviously we asked the questions or our our reporters asked the questions where you kind of go, well, what about let conceding the goal? But that general consensus of coming away from Bramall Lane with a win and getting your noses in front was the first part of the job, wasn't it? Yes, it would have been great if you come off the back of a three or a four, but that wasn't to be the case. Um, and I think it's fascinatingly set up for what would be an atmosphere that will mirror in certain regards the atmosphere that we had on Saturday. But also the, the real challenge there from Forest's point of view and the Forest fans is can they be even louder than Bramall Lane was on Saturday? And that is something I'm really looking forward to experiencing. Yeah, you you were pitch side we were mm. talking before we started about how loud it was. Mm. Potentially intimidating for Forest, but yeah. it didn't seem to trouble them at all, did it? No, and and I think but that's been the sense of what has been instilled by Steve, would you say? Um, he's got young players, as I said, performing out of their skin, setting their own standards. They've got older heads um, or more experienced players, should we say, with the likes of Steve Cook and Joe Worrell and, and Jack Colback. Players and Ryan Yates, another one that's grown into that role really, really well, really well, um, that seem to be able to handle this type of game. Um, even if you look at perhaps... A couple of weeks ago, we, we were at the Bournemouth game and talking it up from a Forest point of view that they were hoping to keep open that battle for second spot alive. And they had a very, very good first half. And But for decisions either made or not made <laughs> um, by uh, officials, it, it might have been a completely different thing. But they've reacted to that. They've got themselves in a position off the back of the first leg, which they'd want to be in, taking a, a, a win back to the city ground. And the weight of history, I think, is against Sheffield United. There's only Derby that have 
um, gone to an away fixture and overturned a deficit in a second leg of a playoff semi-final. So there's, it, it's, it seems to favour the team that does return home after a good first leg. But um, it's, a, it's, another, it's a, another box fresh game. And as we were talking just before we started here, Matt, and then I'm sure we'll discuss in due course, the approach by both is going to be fascinating because if you're Forest, you can't sit back. I don't think that this Forest side knows how to sit back, do they, under Steve? Which I think is a, has been a thrilling thing for us all to watch. Um, but maybe as the emotions come into it, the mental side of it, that hesitancy that possibly could come with thinking, this is what we've got. And if it stays like this, we're, in, we're at the final in Wembley. Um, but 90 plus minutes is an awful long time to sit on that particular position. And speaking to both bosses after the, um, after the game, I've got a feeling Paul looks at this and has got to go for it. He's got attacking players that can cause damage. And the season either ends for them on Tuesday night or it goes on for one more glorious shot at the Premier League. And they'll be absolutely at it, I think, for minute one. Do you think, I, mean, I got the impression... The big FA Cup ties and even the defeat at Bournemouth, they mm. must have taken some lessons out of that because they played poorly in the second half, I thought. That must have stood Forrest in good stead to to come out of the blocks as they did and not be intimidated and play within themselves. Yeah, and it's all good experience. And I think even Steve mentioned it the first couple of times that he'd managed at the city ground and seeing what the um, atmosphere was like, the vibe was like, just the sheer noise. And again, it, it kind of goes off the back of what we've seen from football from the last couple of years, how deathly silent it's been at times. To have it burst full of colour again and noise and vibrancy, it's just, a, it's just a wonderful thing to be part of. And for the players, it must just be the ultimate buzz. They seem to thrive on that. And I think you're right. that Those games against the big teams that they played in the Cup has set them in good stead for a game such as this because it'll be the most amazing atmosphere. There's, there is always that cliche about playing on a on a weeknight and it, it, it having that that sense of um, grandeur and scale because bizarrely because the floodlights are on, which is always baffling, but it does create an atmosphere, doesn't it? Um, that means that, again, it's going to be another test of their metal. And so far, I think they've stood up to it, as you say, barring that second half at Bournemouth, this forest side, this this at times young and inexperienced forest side, has stood up to that challenge. I think Forest, they were so fast out of the blocks. The front three just tore them apart. Zinkenagle, Johnson, mm. Surridge, really good movement. How much of that is down to the quality of Forest, and how much do you think is down to Sheffield United being caught unawares? Or I don't know. You think they they know what was going to happen, wouldn't you? But they just couldn't stop them. Well, yeah, and since we've got teams, obviously, at this stage of the season, by virtue of the fact that they've played each other twice before, that you get the feeling that they should know a bit more about, um, particularly down the right-hand side of the pitch um, with Jed and, and Brennan linking up. They were a menace, an absolute menace. And I think on another day, there was a couple. Of, there was one, one time in the first half when Brennan got into a good position, but the ball across was under hit and got cut out. But there were so many times that they got in behind Sheffield United. And what Sheffield United have done so well this season has been almost kind of looking a bit like the Chris Wilder side. I say only a bit like because Paul's got his own ideas and he's a fantastic coach. Um, but when they are on the offensive, they are a team that does get forward in numbers. You look at how much mileage Chris Batchum gets forward. He finds himself in the opposition box so many times from a defensive position that they're encouraged to do that. But what Forrest did so well um, was to do 
exactly what they were built to do and what are what they are built to do, which is to attack with pace. And on another day, if the devastation had been slightly uh, more clinical, it could have been it could have been three or four coming into this second leg. Mm. I mean, you stood on the touchline. You were with. Michael Dawson and Michael Prang. Not my favourite player, Michael Prang, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, go on. Well, what, from a, from a purely Forest point of view? Uh, well, anyone who or... played for Sheffield, Sheffield United in 2003 <laughs> is there, not there in was, my good books. There, there was, um, so I was stood there, obviously, with both of them, and, and, and I'll vouch for them both as being lovely people. But there was um, a little band of Sheffield United fans, blokes of a certain age, that were... I mean, I, you get your little ears things put in, and it's great because you get everything. So when you are getting slated, like I was getting slated by fellas, and and I think the hand gestures were quite clear enough. So I knew what I knew what the vibe was. It wasn't waving and thumped up. It was it was other digits, but um, and and they were quite clearly making the point that I'd play for Sheffield Wednesday, and and they, and they were they were angry about that, but they were also angry about the fact that I wasn't even that good a Sheffield Wednesday player. <laughs> they, they were using that stick to beat me with as well. And I was kind of thinking, this is bizarre. but then Brownie was sticking up for me, which was which was very good of it. But um, given the two men that were there and the fact that they were involved in that game, I remember watching that game as well because I'd left in January, but I remember watching it on TV and being thrilled by the spectacle. Obviously, heart very much in the forest ended and seeing teammates and friends uh, gutted at the end was was something I'm sure sat with Forest fans um, a lot over the years. But the atmosphere was was amazing. And the fact that it is these two sides that I think, I mean, you look at geographically, they're not a million miles apart. Obviously, historically and culturally, there's certain things that rub each other up the wrong way about, and that's putting it mildly about these about the two teams. But I think there's always been a healthy rivalry between these two. And and I think that's shown in the way that the two teams went about each other on Saturday, which you've got to say the Forest did edge, both in score and performance. Um, but again, I, I still keep coming back because, as, as you were saying earlier on, Matt, that, that the shades of what the playoffs has been to Forest, and I fully all man's up about the same portion of that, um, goes to show that the second leg, Cannot be taken lightly at all. And, and Steve Cooper won't take it lightly, and neither will Paul Heggiborn. Um, I'll come back to what I was going to say in a minute about the game itself. I mean, it's, I jumped much... in tonight and ruined that. Sorry, Mike. No, no, <laughs> you were right to. I mean, how much of a factor is history of 2003? Obviously, Yeovil from bitter experience, Swansea, yeah. Blackpool. It's quite a lengthy list. For fans, it obviously is in the back of the mind. Mm. But for players, apart from Brennan, I guess, and maybe Warrell and Yates, who might be old enough, is is history a factor at all? Do you think? It's. I think that you've you've hit the nail on the head there. It's it's absolutely a factor for the fans, and it will always be a factor for the fans, and it absolutely should be a factor for the fans because how you judge the present um, is is very much um, related to the past and where Forest have been in the past and what Forest have done in the past. But this this wave of players that they've got, you, you you have got players in that team like Brennan, who is has been brought up with all things Forest, like Joe Worrell, who talks so passionately, doesn't he, about the way that he likes to lead the team, what it means to him, um, that understand exactly what it means. And I don't, and when I say, and when I say understand it, that doesn't mean that's not selling any other player short that hasn't been brought up in that way or hasn't experienced Nottingham as a city or Nottingham Forest as a team in that way. That's because, as we know, um, how transient the nature of a, of, a, of a playing staff can be. Players can come in and out in a season. As we've seen, I mean, Forest would have seen that just as much as anyone the last few years, the turnover of players. But as long 
if if they don't get that sense of what the history is, um, as long as they get it now, as long as they understand the responsibility now that this is their chance to do something right in the playoffs, then that's all that matters. And I'm sure Forest fans dialing into what Tuesday is and dialing into potentially what a week on Sunday could be if they are there and taking part. As long as those players get what it means to the fans right now, that's all that matters. And the, and underneath all that, as long as those players perform and get the result. But in fact, let me let me even clarify that. As long as they get the result, mm. I mean, if, if it's if it's attritional, if it's nervy, if it's if it's exciting, if it's all the things that uh, a football match can give you, and they're winners at the end. That's all they want, surely. I mean, it'd be, it's great if you can if you can bounce your way into the Premier League playing like Brazil in the seventies. But if you can grind yourself over the line, that's all that matters. Right. I'm going to add our second guest to the stream. Is he here? Is he? He's here. <laughs> He's here. Marlon wow. Howard. For wow. you, Pritz. For you, Pritz. Look, for you, Pritz. I get in. We can have a round of applause for Marlon Howard. Hello, Marlon. How are you? Yes. I'm fine. And you? Yes, good, 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 good. Thanks for joining us. I know good, you're good. a little bit delayed, but good to have He'll you with us. He'll join when he okay. wants. Marlon Howard. He'll join when he wants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, mate. And you, Pritz, you okay? We're good. We're good. We're just right stuck in the middle. And as I pre-warned you on my text, this is live and there's people watching this, but you're a conscious That's professional okay. now, so it doesn't matter, mate. You, you, won't, you aren't going to come and steam it in saying anything silly, will you? No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but, I, but the thing is, I can now because uh, I'm my own person. This is all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, were no talking, so we were going through the game, Marlon. What, what do you make of it? Forrest take a lead into the second leg. After conceding yeah. that late goal, good shape or any nerves going into that now? How would you be as a player after that time? No, after that, good shape, good shape. Um, the, the lads have carried on where they left off um, from the last probably you say between eight games. It's been it's been fantastic to watch. Um, it's good to go into the second leg at home. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Are you, are you there, Pritz? I'm sure I am. You're yes, covering we'll, that game. We'll we'll be there, uh, giving it giving it full bore. And it's I was just saying to Matt as well. Getting and Matt made the point of what he's seen this season from Forest playing against big teams in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's got all the makings of a side that can deal with pressure, don't you think? Especially with the younger players, they seem to be really enjoying themselves. Oh, massively. It's it's good to see, really, because obviously, as the young lads, as ourselves, we come up for the ranks and these are the situations that young lads want to be in. Um, and it's a, it's a great playoff semi-final to get into. Um, and they've got one leg one leg up, so hopefully they can finish it off at the city ground. I suppose in the first half, Forrest had so many chances. Surridge had a couple. As a striker, Marlon, yeah. do you just have to... Do you put the misses behind you? I mean, they were they were saying they weren't bad misses, but you had a couple where you yeah. might think you could have done a bit better. Does that actually puts the back of your mind? You just keep going. Yeah, no, it'd definitely be in the back of your mind. You'd be frustrated at the end of the game, but at the same time, you still got a job to do, and you still want to keep going. Um, and you 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 got another chance to put that right. Um, they they got, got a good lead to go into the second game, so um, he's got all of them got a chance to to, to put it right. But going. Going to go up is is in it's good stead for them to, to carry on. Um, Forrest took that early lead, Prutz. Jack Holback. I mean, a few Forest fans, not unreasonably now, are saying he could be the player of the season. He's been brilliant, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has. He's, he has. He's, he's, and the thing is, as well, from what I've seen and the player that he always has been, he's always been relatively low maintenance. And I think you can say that mm. about a lot of the Forest squad. They're all um, players that understand their position in the team, what they can offer. And also, 
that commitment to getting forward is, is Steve's probably freed up players like Jack to think they can go forward. Obviously, we saw that glorious goal against West Brom, which he still says was an was a shot. Yeah, which... so, uh, <laughs> Definitely a shot. To, exactly. To to, but, but finding himself in that position to get forward and the belief that has been afforded to himself and, and the rest of the team has been great to watch. So I think Michael Dawson was saying something similar about him being one of the underrated, understated players of the yeah, team. But yeah. it sounds, from what Matt was saying there, Marlon, that Forest fans pick up on a player like that. And another one like that is Ryan Yates, who's grown in stature and, and presence over the course of the season, hasn't he? Yeah, a few of the lads have grown up, really. It's one of them things I think they had to. Um, you have to hit the ground running. Mm. Like I said, we've been in them situations where you just want to keep playing. And when you want to keep playing, you have to up your game. You have to play well. You have to be week in, week out, like a, between a... A, a seven out of ten to try and keep your place, um, and, and I think all of them have done that, um, and it's shown obviously the last game that, that that they're ready to take the next step. There was two other key moments in the first half I just wanted to talk about. Ironically, it was at the other end. I mean, Forest dominated the half, but there were two instances. Perhaps was there a penalty for Sheffield United? They're adamant there was for Garner hauling down Sander Berger. Do you think or not? Uh, it's. I mean, it wouldn't have been totally. It's a good job VAR went involved. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you look at the size of Sander, but obviously the size of the play and the strength of the play should not come into it. I thought there was enough of them grabbing hold of each other that makes it a, a clumsy enough challenge for the referee to think about. I don't think for any, yeah. for any sense of it being a stone wall, though. The, the, there's a well-trodden line of you've seen them given, which you have. You've seen, but I, I mean, I was at Everton yesterday and Richarlison was was getting very up close and personal with the Brentford defence who were pulling each other's shirts, which is then waved away. So from a subjective point of view, in my opinion, I don't think it was a penalty. Um, obviously, the fact that then Forrest raced down the other end and, and made something of it um, helped yeah. them. But I don't know whether, Matt, you're going to mention the fact that with, with Surridge clearing it off the line as well, which possibly yeah, was, was, was one, a yeah. key moment. And there's some, and there was there was when you saw the goal go in as well, the Sheffield United goal, it, it can, Brees can, can look like the most composed ball playing, um, yeah, yeah. great with his feet goalkeeper you're ever going to see. But then he has slight aberrations like that. That first one, he, where he was claiming that he was fouled, absolutely not a chance. And the second, when the goal comes mm. from, don't really know where it's going. And never being a goalkeeper myself, of course, you, you kind of wonder: does he get sucked into something that he doesn't need to get sucked into? Is that a, a trait of his? But um, he got away with the one in the first half. Didn't get away with the one in the second, did he, Marlon? No, he didn't. He didn't. But no, just echoing what you said, Brooks, is, is bang on. To be fair. Sometimes I think when you're in that in that moments you can't you don't know what's going through any person's head, especially a keeper, because mm. you've got to be special to be a keeper. And he's been fantastic this year. It, it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's been fantastic this year. And sometimes them moments just ruin situations of is he or isn't he a, a top goalkeeper? But he's been fantastic. And, and them moments that he has to make his own mind up for them situations, and sometimes it go it goes the wrong way for him. Yeah, I suppose he's one of those keepers, isn't he? He tries to take the pressure off and so it looks brilliant nine times out of ten when you come and yeah. gather it and get it in stoppage time. And there's always that one time, just a bit unfortunate that Forrest laps, but it wouldn't be Forrest if they didn't do that, I guess. Um, <laughs> sorry, John, the line, Marlon, as well. From a striker's point of view, I mean, it's useful to be able to get back and help your teammates out with a good piece of defending, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, it's good. It's, he, he reminds me of myself. Well, I wouldn't say he's better than me, but um, he's got a long way to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, he's, he's done really, really well. So it's a good, um, when, when you go, when you're talking about recruitment, he's been a very, very good lad to, to, to join in the Forest team at this moment in time. Gary Bertles is a big fan of his. He loves his finishing, his work rate. Is that something you would admire as well then? Yeah, I think I think he needs to practice on his finishing. Definitely needs to practice on his finishing. I think that's what his end product will be. Um, but his all-round game and his build-up, his strength, his pace, it's, 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 it's fantastic to watch. And hopefully Forrest can keep him. Uh, hopefully we get promoted and he'll be part of the, the Forrest uh, lineup for years to come. The second half is really interesting because I guess... Cooper in the half-time prats, he must have said Sheffield United are going to come out and be better. Yeah. And they really were, weren't they? Well, they needed to be. They needed to be. But even even then, given what we saw from that first half of the second half, if that makes sense, um, Forrest still did what Forrest could do, which is create chances on the counter-attack, which is create space or whatever mm. space is left to be able to go and exploit. They did exactly that. The Brennan goal, obviously a case in point with regards to hunting down the ball and winning the ball back. Um, but they were never going to have it all their own way for us, were they, over the course of the game? Especially at Bramall yeah. Lane. And, and that was a noisy old crowd. They weren't overly happy at half-time with what they'd seen. So there was always going to be a reaction. That's what maybe you kind of throw it forward to Tuesday. And that is very much what Steve will be warning the players about. Whether they see that Sheffield United from the start of the game. And then the challenges to Forrest to go for them, Forrest to go toe to toe with them. But uh, again, I thought they dealt with it relatively well because as much yeah. as there was that pressure on, it wasn't like Brees was was constantly busy, was he? he, he the no. defense was pretty resolute in front of him, from what I remember, Marlon. Yeah, no, I, 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 I can disagree with it. I think that um, Forrest done very, very well. Bramall Lane's not a very easy place to go to, and I think they dealt with it very, very well considering the situation and how important the game was, um, I think they come come out of it with uh, looking forward to the to, to tomorrow night. Yeah, you mentioned Bramall Lane's not an easy place to go. I mean, I suppose we can't get through it without mentioning 2003, Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Is it easier? Uh, is it more nerve-wracking watching as a fan slash former player than playing? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's more nerve-wracking playing. Because um, I remember them, because I got knocked out. And I literally, the next day, I couldn't remember because I was assuming um, that we got promoted. And I didn't know, obviously, Dez scored a home goal. Obviously, me and Jono were flying at that time. Um, I, I, was, I was assuming we were getting ready for the next leg. Mm. Or was that the last leg that was going through? I can't remember. Some, some, leg, some bang on the head, that one, eh? Yeah, it was, mate. It was, mate. <laughs> but no, yeah, um, I definitely think it's more nerve-wracking as a player than supporting. But I'm, I'm just, like, fingers crossed, praying that they, they can get to the final. Because I, I know once they get to the final, they, they, they can do it because they've been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, and they just need to carry that on. Do you see any similarities between this team and the team that obviously Prots, you played in it as well? There's some good young players in there a bit of experience, a manager who likes to get the ball down and play and really relates to the fans like Harty did. Are there any similarities there, Marlon? Uh, how do I word it so I don't get in trouble? Um, yeah, there, is similarities. there is similarities, but I'd just go for our team back there. We we was we was really good. Um, Harty done really well with the players that we have and we weren't scared of 
anybody. And we, we scored a lot of goals. Me and Jono scored over 50 goals between us. Um, and that's saying something in, in the championship and what, what the, the team around us was giving us chances left, right and centre. I remember I scored four goals in, in, in one first half, things like that. The players around us just made me and Jono look good. And it's, it, there is similarities, but I definitely think our team was better than the one now. I'm not saying that, just, put, just putting some pressure on them now. No, but I, th- I think there's some... I might have misremembered this stat. That was possibly the last time that there was a team in the Championship that had two strikers that got mm. into the 20s on mm. their own. And obviously that combined 50 goals, over 50 goals. Which goes to show, I mean, and having played for a little bit longer than, than covering the game in, in the way that we do now, that, I mean, as a feat, as, as strikers, and this is me not just blowing smoke at the proverbial for you and Jono, that, that's an unbelievable turn, like, turnaround yeah. and, and, for, and for a team that then was in the playoffs and not going up automatically that's that's staggering to think in that regard I mean it's it's funny because you get sometimes asked these questions and comparison that comes from looking at different teams of slightly different generations um, it, it, and you've got to try and look at it completely objectively and, yeah, and, and, and judge do. that team against not necessarily against that team but there's a, there's a like you said the similarities they've got a manager in charge who really enjoys developing younger players who's very good yeah. at developing younger players I think we had a nice sprinkling of experience I think in that side as well um, and there was a real sense of togetherness and a likability about the team I thought and there's the, uh, from what I've seen what Steve's got out of this current crop and the team that is put together, the squad that's put together, there's a lot of the, a lot of similarities in that in the sense of what they're capable of achieving. But let's 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 be honest. If you look at it from our point of view, as, as Marlon's talking there, Matt. But mm. if this Forest side gets into the Premier League, it's a it's a staggering achievement, an unbelievable uh, achievement, unbelievable achievement, you, unbelievable you, achievement. And you were, and I know. Is, I mean, I think I'd so I joined in '98, and Marlon, you'd have been there a few years before me. But the, yeah. the team that got into the Premier League under Dave Bassett, my God, that was some football team. That was so crazy. Some That's football what, team. I made my debut with them. It's so crazy. Then, and, and that was a team, from what I remember, that was full of fellas, like full of like hardened battle kind of yeah. battle titans, tough yeah. footballers of a certain ilk. Um, so this Forest side would have done it differently. But then they they're there on 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 a if they do go up back into the Premier League, given the, the ridiculous amount of time they've been away from the top tier. They're, they're shoulder to shoulder with that type of team, I think, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> yet again, I totally agree with you. and I couldn't say better, um, for it's just uh, how they are and how they perform. And the manager has an absolutely massive praise for me, mm. what, how he, what he's achieved and how he's getting it. And, and you can tell by the teams today that have done really, really well, the teams that have got a very good team bonding, good understanding of each other, want to work for each other, want to tackle for each other, get back for each other. Like when someone's mm. down and out, they'll get back and fill in. It's just got that really good to know, togetherness for them. And, it, and they deserve it, what they've had from obviously beginning of the season until now. No one have thought for us to be the playoffs looking forward to getting in the Premier League and it's just good to see and it's just a buzz around the city that's well well overdue and well needed. Does um, maybe Steve Cook perhaps sum up that fortitude, that togetherness? I mean, he's got a cut on his head that's been mm. glued and, you know, blood was pouring at Bournemouth and then his father had that cardiac arrest yeah. before the game. I don't know if he knew about it while he was playing or not, but regardless, mm. I mean, you've got to be a warrior to, to play as he did on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, very well liked, of course, down on the South Coast, given what he did with Bournemouth. And I think he's really ingratiated himself with Forest fans since he's turned up. Uh, there were 
it was a we were chatting about it. I think Matt when he came in, and there was those kind of any time a player comes in on a transfer, regardless of where he is in his career, there's an element of yeah. risk, there's an element yeah. of um, of a lottery. But from what did I've they, seen, of him, did they, they actually think that there was it was a risk. I mean, there's there's always a couple of whispers. I think because of you look at a player and think, well, if he's not particularly wanted there, then what's he going to do? Yeah, and I think that's just a perception thing. But and I'm only saying mm. a very, very small minority. But given what Steve's achieved in his career, coming to Forest, he, the yeah. way that he was speaking, he understood the size of both the club and the task at hand. And I think, as as Matt says, it, yeah, it's a real testament to the way that that type of player's gone about it. Because when you hear the stories about his dad and what happened in and around the Bournemouth game, it, it I mean, given what we've, we've all seen over the last two, three years, I don't think sport needed any more perspective given to it because we understand where it, where it sits. Yeah, but yeah, again, yeah. it just reaffirmed that that's real life that happens there. But this is football. It means the world to us all. Um, but to, to kind of the parallels between balance. the two. Exactly, yeah. balance. It, exactly, it's exactly right, Marlon. That's, that's what he's brought, that maturity, I think, to that back line. Um, and again, good players bring out good performances and other people. Scott McKenna yeah, quietly gets on with his work, doesn't he? Just gets on with his job, loves defending, barely cracks a smile. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's, it's sometimes goal. sometimes it's needed, like a player like Cookie to yes. come in. Just a, a bit of bitter experience. He's been there in a situation, talking to the lads. Well, I hope they, they talk to him and they get a bit of knowledge off him, mm. which is shown in the defensive play because I think um, previous Forest defences have been a bit rocky, no disrespect to them, but it looks like they they found their formula and they're really really solid, which is which is good to see because then they could concentrate on going forward, which they have mm. done because they've got some great forward players. Yeah, I mean we should just finish up on the game on Saturday in terms of forward play, the second goal. I suppose Joe Lolly, it's not been his season, has it, Prox? But to get that contribution and to feed feed Brennan as he did, and obviously a great finish by Brennan, but it's good to see all round, wasn't it? Yeah, and. and- that's the thing with with Joe because under Chris and Sabri, he was such a key part, wasn't he? And I think he was. you see Matty Cash moving on and flourishing in the Premier League, and the combo of the two of them, I thought, was really really good. Obviously, down that side of the pitch for us, but given the development of of Brennan and Jed and the way that they play together, it, it's it's no disgrace to fall out of a side. And obviously, you you, you look at the. Um, versatility of Joe as well but it's no disgrace for him to drop out of a side that includes players such as that because they are very good players we're talking about here but he's he, he came on he did the job that was asked of him it was a really good piece of closing down and, yeah. and you do need that element of look I mean it couldn't have been laid on a plate any better for Brennan if if they'd have tried to place it there at all but he's still got to finish it Marlon I'm intrigued Marlon from, like, as, as again from a striker's point of view you see it sit there does yeah. time slow down? Did, did, I mean, because you've got to you've got to block out the fact that there's three thousand <coughs> forest fans ready be, to go be, to bonkers, go like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to do yeah, it, no, you, and then and you, then, then run off. And we we saw his and his old man's there, and his and his mum, everyone, and his sisters, yeah, yeah. and everyone's there loving it. And for that that moment, you look at it, and time kind of stands still, doesn't it? I've, I've, during the game and the moment, I don't think it does, but after mm. it will because. Obviously, you should know we've got, we've, you're in a, you've got a job to do and his mm. job is to... And he's been absolutely fantastic this year and, and I wouldn't put past him the way he's finished it off because um, he's been doing that all season. Um, and it's just been great to see in, in, in that position that he's been in to score that goal. It's just fantastic. I went crazy at home. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. And his, his family must be so proud of him because he has... Mm. 
come on so much and uh, hopefully can carry that on. You must have known him as a, a little kid milling around the dressing room, Marlon. When I he, did, he I did. It's crazy to obviously test them well, up think, to their mum and dad. Marlon, sorry to put it, I think when Jono joined, I yeah, think he was a little baby. Was 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 she, no, was she was pregnant with Brennan. Yeah, which, yeah so then, as, as the kind of time goes on, and, and I'm not yet broached that subject with Brennan going, well, I knew you when you were tiny. So probably <laughs> roll, roll his eyes and go, what, what are you about you, Wally? Like, like, I don't who, think who you, you wanted to do why that. Why are you saying that? But, um, <laughs> but that just goes to show, and it's funny because whenever we've covered it, you always you should tell him. And... You should tell him I'm Uncle Putz. I'm Uncle Putz. Well, yeah, but it's one of those why you're always trying to get like a little snide dig into into his dad. It's like, oh well, yeah. look at Brennan. He's really tall and quick and slim, and his dad was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he and he, I always get a text quite quickly going, "Oh, yeah, well done." Yeah, but um, but he's uh, what what he's done and the development has has been great. And the other the other side of it is as well, he's dealing with pressure, not just pressure from what no, he understands for us to be. But expectation now, people look at him, yeah, people are after him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, it's good to see, and it's nice for the family to have that. Um, because he seems very well grounded and he's just enjoying his football at the moment. So, hopefully, that can carry on. Obviously, you went on and had a good Premier League career, Marlon, after you left Forest. What's Brennan's potential from what you've seen of him? It's a big step, but he looks geared to go right to the top. It is a big step, but they've played big teams, obviously, like Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester. Um, and he didn't look out of place. The, the, the Premier League's team looked out of place to me, to be fair. So um, it looks looked like he will thrive off of it. Looked like he will thrive off it, but at the same time, Forrest will want to keep him. So they're going to struggle in that sense. Um, I, w- I don't wish it upon anyone. I would like to see him at Forrest if they get to the Premier League. But at the same time, I like to see a player flourish, and he is one of them players that you would just love to see him in the Premier League doing his thing because he looks like he can do it and hopefully he can continue showing everybody that he's a good player. Just lastly on that goal, is that a natural thing to finish like that? Can you pick it up on the training ground just through repetition or do you have to naturally have ice in your veins to stick it away like Brennan did? Yeah, I think I think naturally ice in your veins because obviously we were talking about the, the Blackpool game and his finish, but oh. remember he's finished. Like, yeah, amazing. He, he, that, that, that is in him, and he's two very good different finishes, weren't they? Yeah, yeah as a, as a young lad, and finishing like that is 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 phenomenal. And you're just saying about in his veins, and you, you don't be surprised about his finish at Sheffield United because um, he's he's done finishes before that I think are harder finishes than that one. So to finish like the way he's been finishing is just sort of a normal procedure for him, and he, he just needs to continue what he's doing. Um, he's, he's definitely got something, and hopefully, um, Forrest can bring that out of him in the, in the Premier League. I said that again, in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's look ahead to Tuesday then. I suppose we were debating this before we started. Prots. One of the things that I mean, it's a good question for Forrest now is: Do you start Keenan Davis? He's such a great weapon. If he's fit, is he better starting Marlon as a striker? Would you like him coming off the bench still to replace Surridge? For me, my opinion before I get in trouble. He should be starting. That that's my opinion because defenders would be scared. Um, even if he's not scoring, he, he forms a threat because they would have to worry about him, go close to him, tight to him. They don't want to fight him because he's quite a strong lad. It just brings other players into play. Um, so for me, he's a guaranteed starter if he's fit because he can cause all sorts of havoc and making other things happen around him. Mm. Is that with 
Zinconagel, is that with Surridge if he does start, or, or do you do you have to leave Surridge out? Do you go to up top or not? Even though he's done really well, but I think Zinconago has been better as that number ten um, mm. in that role for him. So yeah, so I'm not sorry to say, but I, I definitely definitely think um, Davis should start and Zinconago behind him. It's not a bad debate, though, is it, Prots? I mean, sorry, no, it's not. It's fantastic. It's not. And, 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 and again, what uh, Marlon's talking about, that testament to the recruitment policy that's got players like Surridge and Davis in the door, then obviously off mm. the back of that, what Steve's done with them to work their way into yeah, yeah. that contention of, of causing trouble. Sam, as we'd seen, he had a cracking opportunity at Bournemouth, should have had a penalty at Bournemouth, definitely should have had a penalty at Bournemouth. Um, and a couple of chances on Saturday, as well as um, obviously playing a key part on the line. But what Davis brings, I think, in a game that's going to be emotional, that's going to be high tempo, that's going to need um, a real physicality to it. I physicality, think yeah. Right, yeah. And, it, it, and that sense of being able to... Because the good, the, the, the positive spin that you put on the fact that that goal went in late on means that Forrest remain honest in this, that, that they remain switched on, absolutely ready to go. And so, yeah. like, Keenan coming in to start with a bit between his teeth, I think sets the tempo for us. So, you're not sat there for 95 minutes containing a, a, a team. You're sat there going, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to go for it. We're going to do what we've done to the best teams in this division. We're going to go. Yeah. And that, yeah. I think he gives them the platform to set up that way. Yeah, no, and it's a, echoing what you're saying, it's a plus for him to come on as a sub in the second mm -hmm. half when you need someone to, to, to still rattle the cage um, when you need someone to come on. And obviously, Stalage is a great player for that to come on as well. I suppose the psychology of Tuesday is fascinating in the mental aspect for the players and how Sheffield United go about it. Do they have to come out 100 miles an hour, Marlon, or can they sit in for an hour and then try and nick a goal? How do you think they go about no, it? They will come out. They, they, they can't sit on it. They need to come out because um, I just think Forrest have got too much at them because they'll, they'll pin them back because they're very they're closing down. The, the, the aspects of how Forrest play now is very, very well. So they have to come at them and push them back. So that's when hopefully Forrest will exploit the areas where when they're doing that. Yeah, that's. I mean, Marlon's led into the point there, Prutz, hasn't he? That mm. Forrest on the counter, they'll, they'll want Sheffield United to come out of them, won't they? Devastating. Mm. And that that's the key thing, because as I said, having spoken to Steve and Paul both after the game, it, it's it's intriguing to think that how they're going to work out over the next couple of days, obviously, with, with, with Sunday as well just gone, how they're going to attack that. Because yeah. if you do get a Sheffield United side that we're kind of saying we'll go at Forrest from the outset, mm. leaves gaps leaves gaps yeah. behind and the pace that Forrest have shown on the counter-attack and the efficiency that they've shown on the counter-attack means that it's a real challenge for Sheffield United. A real challenge big for time, Sheffield United. Big time. And, it's, and it's not but just they, that. It's, it's not just the team, is it, Marlon? It's the no, fact that you're going to have they, a they can't, hold, they can't hold back because they have to no. win the game. And there's no there's no holding back in this situation. They're, they're back mm. four or back three or whatever they're going to play. is going to be up for it because they're the wingers. They're going to be one of pushing up and stuff. So... They can't leave our wingers wide or free to go mm. on the counter because they know they're going to be a threat. Anything that worries you about Sheffield United from a Forest point of view? I mean, Sander Burge, I think, is really good. Morgan Gibbs-White worries me a bit. Forrest, mm. And Billy Sharp, if he can get back off the bench somehow. Is well, that, that's, what they've missed. that's what they've missed, that, that type of striker uh, with, with Billy's capabilities. Um 
when they have created chances, they've missed someone like him to, to finish him off. Morgan Gibbs-White, I think, is a fantastic player. I think he caused for his problems. Um, and Sander Berger, who's still, for me, I mean, the fact, I think he was he was almost around, around 20 million quid coming in for Sheffield United. And it, there is, he is a very, very good player. I think he, if you're of a Sheffield United persuasion, he can dominate games more than he does. I think because physically he's a big dude. Also, his movement on the ball, his, his dexterity with the ball as well is something that can cause problems. So that there's a, a, a worry, possibly not the word. Worry, I think, is a bit more operative because yeah. they've seen it's the fourth time they're going to see each other this season. So there's, there's not not too many surprises in there, is there? And no. If you no. Look, if you look at from Sheffield United's point of view, with those key players missing, the likes of uh, Brewster and McBurney, um, obviously Devin McGoldrick's moving on to pastures new. But these haven't been players that have been prolific this season for Sheffield United. So they've had to make do yeah. amend without those types of players. And um, that element of, of how they approach the game with that finite ending, that this could be the last game of the season, again, is one that really does intrigue. Yeah, no, massively, because it's quite scary, really, because they Forest can't go into this game being easy ozy because they have to, because literally it can score a goal early doors and that can change a whole different whole different game um, and then Forrest are going to have to go at them and then it leaves them vulnerable so it's going to be a very interesting day Who are the key men for Forrest or are there no key men does it have to be one of those where everyone's an 8 out of 10 and you can't carry a single passenger Marlon Yeah no I, I'm no passengers I totally agree with you in that sense of the passenger situation There's, do we, obviously we have got some key players that played really well this year but all of them are going to need to stand up um, and be experiencing what they do, knowing when they're doing it, um, because they all they've all played a part to get to this situation, um, and I need to continue that all together um, because to get to the final they're going to need that. Uh, a couple of people in the comments asking about Ryan Yates's injury. Uh, he's fine. I mean, he'll play with one arm probably. I think. And I think <laughs> <laughs> he is one of them players, isn't he? He's like a Prutz, to be fair. Like you say that. Yeah, I mean, reminds me of Prutz. Well, if if you've read a comment about that, Matt, if, if Marlon's just said that, that'll get him proper riled up because obviously <laughs> Ryan Yates would be devastated to hear that that particularly. But I think what he's done, Ryan, <laughs> is so well. He's, and I think he's a fantastic footballer, a really good footballer. From, from what I've heard, to all intents and purposes, a very, very good teammate as well. Um, he has worked his way into a position of real prominence, hasn't he? Between himself and James Garner, we, we, what Garner's yeah. done and what he can do with a football is a joy to watch. But I think those two really have cemented themselves as how he, as have, a really important have. kind of fulcrum that everything kind of operates around for Forrest. And, um, I they complement. They complement each other completely, completely. And what um, and what Matt is kind of is saying there, I think Marlon is absolutely right, isn't it? It's it's a team with very, very good players, but as most championship teams are, it's 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 greater than the sum of its parts. You put them together, and the chemistry yeah. and how Steve's got them set up means that they bring the best out of each other. And I think in a game yeah, such as that tomorrow. It has. It's got to be a team ethic. It's got to be a team approach. It's got to be sevens across the board. Yes, a couple get it up to eight and nine. Um, yeah. That'll see them over the line, you think. Mm. You're obviously mm. going to have the one special one that might get, get mm. that goal if they if they get the goal because they might not need to score. But if they get that goal, then you've got that one that will take that limelight. But at the end of the day, it's all of them that's going to be in that situation. As we finish a couple of minutes to go, 
I mean, I know that when it kicks off on Tuesday, there's going to be a bit in the doubt back of my mind saying, this is Forrest in the playoffs. They're going to blow this. And I'm going to be no, absolutely Don't. Sure. Don't have that thought. Come on. Yeah, exactly. that's what I want you to tell me. Tell me why I don't need no, that. Why don't I need don't. that thought? Because you're killing it already before it's even started. <laughs> <laughs> don't have that thought. Be positive. This is time. It's time for positivity. Forrest have been not been in this situation for a long time. And it's time. And I think it is the time... The way he's got them playing, how they are doing it, it's 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 not one of the things. I think it's just going to happen. It's, this thing has happened for a reason, and I think it's going to be the turning point of the way they've been doing. Compliment to him, compliment to the players, and they just need to finish it off now on a high. I mean, tell me, um, tell me it's going to be all right, Prats. I know Jared Bransfield <laughs> got sent off yesterday when Everton were, were cruising and everything can happen. Yeah, so tell, me, tell me, there's nothing to worry about. They got nothing to worry about. I think, I think. The, what we've talked about over the course of our lovely little chat is the fact that it's a Forest side that has they've established their own standards and their own expectations yeah. off the back of performing in a way that's easy on the eye and also ruthless when it's done properly. Um, and I think I, I there's not I'm, I was just looking at the lineup from Saturday and the potential lineup obviously coming its way on Tuesday. There's not there's not one of those players I don't think. That struggles in this in this atmosphere, that that kind of buckles under the pressure, that doesn't right. go out and enjoy themselves. Right. I, I, I can't pick that person. I can't pick a weak link, Marlon. Can you? I, I mentioned no. Brees, no, no. Brees Samba early on, and, and this is me not saying that weak link is Brees. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that, that occasional aberration that he has, where he goes wandering, and you kind of think, can you just stay where you are and just, I mean, play it, yeah. play it in a certain way. But even that character, that side of his character, helps him perform in big games such as this. So. It's um, no, I, 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 I looking yet again, agreeing with you. It's not, I do not see that sort of player in this team. Mm. I think they, they love occasions like this and they're going to thrive off occasions like this from previous situations of playing mm. Arsenal, playing Leicester, playing Liverpool, like the top teams. They, they didn't seem to be that word, I don't think comes in the equation. I think they just, yeah. I think they literally thrive off playing against teams like this and playing in occasions like this. Because this is where they want to be, and all, all of them deserve to be in this situation. I don't think that crosses their mind in the sense of like, oh God, what we're going to do next. I'm not seeing that all season to, to this time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I don't think there's any players in that in that in that team that will be thinking that way inclined. I think they'll be thinking positively that they want to go on and win the game. Well, a good note to end on. I'm quite glad Marlon told me not to worry. <laughs> yeah, what, a, good li- a good a good life lesson, I think, Matt. You, and you get to know this when you've known Marlon for as long as I have. Listen to Marlon and things are normally all right. I've got a vivid recollection of it all going massively off in the tunnel at Molyneux. And this was when Wolves had like the biggest dudes. And we were only younger players. And Marlon was literally picking us up, throwing us in the dress. Get in there. Don't don't get involved. Get in there, you. And Marlon, like the centurion at the door, like, come on. You know what I mean? No, nothing bad is going to happen. When Marlon's around, nothing bad is going to happen. There you go. And I'm going to be celebrating like crazy tomorrow <laughs> night. <laughs> uh, perfect note to end on. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with a review of what hopefully is another win. I'm sure it is after listening to these chaps. So thanks for joining us. Uh, very much appreciate all the comments as normal, even though there's a few negative ones about Prutz and a few lot of positive ones <laughs> about Marlon. The, 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 the great thing is with those, Matt, I mean, they're, they're very succinct. They're always very negative. short. 
What are the negative about you, Brooks? Hey, you're, you're, I love you to bits. You're an amazing guy. We have a lot of chat about this, and I've, I've told Matt about this because when we, we talk about predictions and how Forest yeah. are going to do, the the fellow that I work with at Sky showed me my end of season table that my predictions would have given. It had yeah, Nottingham yeah. Forest in second on 108 points, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which, which is mental. So, I mean, whoever won that, that the predicted division um, meant that they won, I don't know, they got 110, 12 points, which quite obviously yeah, we know yeah. is, is ridiculous. But yeah, I, I've, I've obviously been pathetically swayed to go, yeah, it's fine. It's going to win all the time. So that, that's where we're at, Marlon. But you know what I mean? It oh, keeps okay, you honest, I understand. It? Yes, it does indeed. It does indeed. Excellent. Right, uh, we'll leave it there. We're back on Wednesday. Good luck for Tuesday, everyone. Enjoy the game if you can. Prutz, thank you very much. My pleasure, Matt. Good to see you both. Yes. Yeah. And Marlon, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And we'll see everyone on Wednesday, hopefully.